Now, uh, help me out, Blaster. Transform and play something uh, nice. And now, a nice and nifty musical selection for easy listening. <laughs> Hold on to your dancing shoes and go, man, go! One shall stand, one shall fall. Is a Transformers TCG podcast based in the UK, also on the Bleeped Up Productions Network. I'm the producer of this podcast, Lee McAlpin, and on this podcast, we have a motley crew of TCG players that live and breathe the Transformers trading card game. And now we're going to be quiet and continue this broadcast from our underground bunker here in the United Kingdom with this episode. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, a British-themed Transformers TCG podcast. We're back. It's episode five, and oh my days. It's a new year. It's a new decade and I'm feeling good. Yes, I'm here, your producer, Lee, and I'm joined once more by my partner in crime, Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Very well, very well. Thank you very much. Good evening, <laughs> Cards Game fans. So we're excited because it's a new decade. Uh, obviously, Way 4 has been out for a while. Uh, and this uh, episode, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be all over the shop a little bit because uh, obviously a new new as you've heard the new intro uh, edited by myself. I really love that new intro. I'm just saying that was uh, the best three hours of my life spent uh, making that. It was so good. Uh, but we're gonna talk about um, stuff that's coming up, uh, mainly stuff about Wave Four because obviously we've been playing it a lot recently. Uh, and um, what really has uh, has it changed the game at all. And then um, we uh, put the thing out on our f the Facebook page for um, not all our multiple groups that we're a part of in uh, the Facebook. And we have a lot of questions, which I'm truly grateful for, guys, for getting in touch and uh, leaving your comments. And we've got some good questions. We've got some hilarious questions. We've got some really insightful questions. Uh, one of my personal favorites uh, is uh, one sent in. Well, no, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it. But it's uh, sent by John Pit uh, Pritchard, I'm just saying. So, John, yeah, yeah, your comment's being read out on this. But anyway, um, Mike, New Year, how you doing? How you been? I'm very well. I'm very well. It's a busy time of work for me at work. But we've actually been playing yeah. really regular. Actually. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have been. Um, I think both of us, because we want to make sure that we actually have spent all this money on <laughs> bits of paper <laughs> that look amazing, but at the same time, we don't want to sit them in a folder and uh, yeah. be, a, be a, a you know a, a dead void of money. So uh, yeah, no, it's been really nice to have you come around and Thanks, uh, meet you outside of uh, ours for games. It's been good, man. It has been good fun. We have been playing it a lot, and uh, you guys, obviously, if you've been if you're listening to this podcast, you know we've been pumping out quite a bit of content recently. Uh, we've been filming a lot of battle reports, um, some that will never be aired because I can't count stars. One that unfortunately oh got um, one that got aired, unfortunately, because we didn't count. No, no, never got aired. It never got aired, but it actually is teased on two battle reports that I'm currently editing. Jeez. I know. I don't know what, why just, I didn't even tried just it. Just for the record, folks. <laughs> there may or, okay, so I think what happened was um, yes. I, I played a Blue Bugs deck. Yes, you did. Very near to Christmas, which got recorded and put out there, and it was yeah. 26 stars. Yeah, it was. And I put the wrong Insecticon in there. It should have been a six cost one, not a seven cost one. So my bad. Okay. Um, but Lee went... <laughs> I went above and beyond. It went above and beyond. <laughs> um, he put out almost 40, 40 star deck. No. <laughs> it, was, it was 30 stars. 30 stars. <laughs> um, and none of us realised. But going forward, uh, much like RJ and the Wreck and Rule guys, uh, we will now be counting stars yes. every time we start because 
allegedly my maths are bad and Leeds maths are off horrific. the chart I don't horrific. know what made me think 30 stars was normal because I, I think one, what the idea was guys just for you guys out there I wanted to run Dreadwing and I wanted to uh, run uh, the new big guy who I keep forgetting the name of on the top of my head the tank and the jet that combine together Skytread I think it's called and yeah, um, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be really, really cool. And then coming, coming to edit it, I just kind of smiled and just was like, um, that's uh, 30 stars, Lee, because I decided to put two leaps into battle. I don't know what made me think it was legal or even fine. Um, it's not even close to legal. No, not even legal. So um, yeah, that's gone back to the drawing board, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, Raider Brunt, I believe. No, no, no. It was... Um, I think The Autobot one. No, no, no. It was... Um, oh. I'm going to pull it, it up It doesn't now. matter. It will never see the light of day because it was illegal. <laughs> like, legit. <laughs> Not even close to being illegal. Just outright wrong. It was. It was. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I hold my hands up. Unless, um, of course, uh, they uh, do <laughs> some terrible. kind of Unicron 40-star multiplayer battle against one special. Skytread. I was correct. People Sky keep uh, wishing or believing that might exist, and we may or may not. Hey, if, that, if, if we play 30 stars against Unicron, that deck's coming back out, because it was, it was pretty educational. You get beats. <laughs> You'll get beat so hard. Beats. Oh, it's so bad. But anyway, yes, uh, we're going to get straight into Teletran, uh, because we've got some news that's happened since our last podcast. From the secret files of Teletran 2. So, yes, um, this is quite old now, because if you're in the community, you know exactly what's happened in the world of uh, Transformers. But we got a latest wave announcement uh, teased on the, the official uh, Transformers TCG um, Facebook page. And it was a picture of Megatron holding up a giant green crystal. And then it said below it, April 2020. So, obviously, that is the date for the new wave. I don't even know about this. It where, is. where is this? Okay, um, an image is probably coming up on the screen now as, as if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're downloading it, it doesn't really work. Uh, but yeah, it's supposed to be a throwback. Yeah, I think you said, wasn't it? Or something like a throwback oh, wave? yes, yes, yes. So at the Energon Invitational, a number yeah. of YouTubers uh, did some content and uh, Drew Nolasco was very kind enough to say that uh, wave five will be be quote unquote a throwback set. What yep. that will mean, I don't know. I have seen no imagery. No, no not nothing. at all. But so let's so let's uh, throw our two cents at it. If it's a throwback, what do you think might be announced? What 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 is a throwback? Okay, I'm saying uh, for throwback no, no, to no, me what, is what counts as a throwback in your mind? To my mind, it's uh, give, going back and in a way uh, acknowledging things that have happened in the past and kind of rejuvenizing them in a way, like a throwback. So what, like a wave one redone type thing? Yeah, Dinobots, that's all I want. <laughs> New Dinobots, that's what I want. New Dinobots in this next wave. Or do you think they'll go through generation one cartoon and Possibly. do all the things they miss, like Brawn, Perceptor? Yep. Um, yep. I can't name any other ones, I'm out. <laughs> I'm um, out. Oh, well, the out. little truck that's always miserable. Yeah, I know who you mean, but I can't um, remember Gears. his name. Gears. also uh, a better blitz wing, hopefully, because the triple changes in this previous wave have been freaking phenomenal. I think they were testing some of the <laughs> early... Uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, sorry. To clarify, you meant uh, wave four triple changes are horrific. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh, God. Uh, horrifically good. Horrifically good is yeah, the yeah. best way to describe Springer, it. Springer, enough said. Springer. <laughs> well, Astro Chain <laughs> as well. Yeah. Is there another one? Yeah, there is. Um, Sandstorm. We haven't even played him though. We right? should actually probably look at that at some point. He's very good. He's, good. he's he's really good as well, but I think it's just because there's a thing kicking around on 
the groups of a uh, uh, daring escape with Springer, Shh, which uh, spoiler alert. it's not. Well, you know, it's out on the internet. You could, there's Jamie has done one. Um, was it what, who's the, who's the guy that released it? Who Blaine Bublitz. That's it. Blaine's Blaine's done some stuff. I it's watched that content. Jeez, that <laughs> that is scary. Um, we haven't actually aired my. Um, no. Daring Escape deck, which has got about 60% of it Blaine has. and 40% me, yeah. relies a lot more on Leap of Faith, mine does. It basically does exactly what a, um, a Daring Escape deck does. You have two attacks, and then you just sit and watch your opponent just basically his brain melt and try and do all the things correctly. Yeah, something like that. Something so like that. I will talk about that in the Q&A. <laughs> yes. And if no one's asked about it, we're talking about it. Oh, no, they've asked about it. They've asked about oh, it. Okay. So, yeah, if, we, if they're talking about uh, a throwback... So hopefully, because obviously with rotation, when we're talking about it competitively in the TCG, uh, Wave 1 is going to be coming to an end, and so it will no longer be allowed in tournament legal decks. They, well, that's what Drew said. We, we know there will be some kind of rotation. Yeah. What that rotation will look like, I don't know. So I've played in a couple of, of um, games where they have rotated entire sets, yeah. and then they have rotated cards out of 10 or 5 sets yeah. to make a new base set. Okay. Um, so it's a bit of a bit of a... I'm, I'm interested to see what they do, but I think they'll rotate out wave 1. Yeah. And I think they will likely rotate out wave 2. Oh, I really hope not. Because I... <laughs> my my <laughs> speculation, my, my... I have no knowledge at all, but I mm -hmm. believe that this year we will see another Combiners set. Oh, I hope so. Or or they just reprint, like when he says it's a throwback, they reprint some of the cards so they no longer in wave wave one or two. Because obviously if you lose like Superior and Menace or, uh, well, not really Devastator because he's a, his own thing, but then, you know, the Sentinels and then Volcanicus and a few other P things, it's just kind of like those cards look really cool. Now they're just sitting in there and just like really, really sad. But maybe that might be the throwback. Maybe they're just going to reprint some cards so you can still use combiners, but you can't use the battle cards because obviously in that set we still have Improvised Shield, we still have Handheld Blaster because all those dual pips now are one stars. So yeah. we're all going to say goodbye to Rollouts and all these other amazing cards. If well, yeah, I'll be sad to see some of those cards go. <laughs> yeah. If they re just reprint the same cards in the same sets on mass, I don't mind the odd one or two. Yeah. If they reprint an entire set on mass, I think A, they've got to worry about it being sellable because people just use old cards. Yeah, of course. And and B, I'm not getting anything new. Yeah. So I, I think they've got to be really careful. But I, I these guys have got this game down. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more on how Wave 4 and Wave 3 and Wave 2 and Wave 1 have evolution, <laughs> revolutionized yeah. the game. I really it, think. Every set's come out. Completely true, completely true. So that's a little bit of a throwback. I really want... So yeah, if they're going to talk about throwbacks, there's, there's, a, there's a thing that I asked, but they did... They did Drew, Drew kind of brushed it off a little bit, but obviously it could happen. Um, uh, if he's doing a throwback, so it could be to the movie, because obviously we don't know where this is actually going to be. Junkions. Like I well, like I mentioned, like you have um, good old um, Retgar as your main guy, who's a leader and stuff like that, be really really cheap, and then you just have like cheapish junkie on like normal guys, and then one might be a melee character, one might be a ranged, one might be a specialist, and they all have the same cost, and then you basically could run a really interesting like dare I say four or five wide junkions, but they don't have a lot of health. But there's some cool like re like rebuilding uh, like mechanic in them or something because obviously in the movie, Daniel's famous line of we just can't, they just keep coming. <laughs> What's going on? We can't keep them down. It's not hard to knock them down. It's getting them to stay down that's the trick. They're into it. 
indestructible! And they're everywhere! It could honestly be anything. Like, dare I say it, I would really like a Bruticus in the next wave. There's so much stuff. Mm. Like, there's so many, so many things like throwback. What could it mean? But yeah, Dinobots is definitely on their list for me because I've I've recently played Dinobots and had a ton of fun, a ton of fun playing them. Yeah, I think Wave One, Two, and a touch tiny bit in Wave Three, they were serious. Yeah, they were. I think they are now. They're all right now. They just aren't yeah. a tier one deck. No, they're still they're good. They're still good for what they are. And uh, I, you know, I would love to see Sweep's getting a bit of love now, but I'd like to see. Um, oh God. He's like my favourite character. Slag or Slag. 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 Uh, yeah, I would like to see Slag <laughs> get some love. Um, I think uh, he's the only one that doesn't really see much play at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's true. So yes, so that's uh, that's our thoughts on the latest wave coming in April. Hopefully we'll get more cards to spoil uh, for you guys, which we will bring to you via the YouTubes and for our podcast and stuff like that. So uh, the next one we want to talk about, which obviously everyone knows and is either bought it or not bought it, is the Energon Edition has uh, dropped. Thoughts, Mike, on Energon Edition? I'm not really that amazed by it, but for new gamers, it's fantastic. For, for someone who's been playing since, well, say Wave 2, but owned a lot of Wave 1 stuff, I think some of the stuff in it is great, and I think some of the other stuff in it isn't that great. So, I think my thoughts are... Well, I don't think... My thoughts are as follows. Okay. I think it's an amazing release. I think it's a really, really good way of getting foil cards, battle cards. So, foil all-out attack and foil tandem targeting system that were only available at the San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, I think that it was a really nice way of keeping uh, what were expensive character cards live in the environment without really damaging the value. Yeah. But also allowing more of the players to get access to them. So if you do the math, okay, right? It's um, it's two. It's Slipstream and Cliff Jumper plus OPBL and Living Weapon. Yeah. Okay. So you are looking at let's call it fifteen quid for Living Weapon and yep. OPBL each. Yep. And that's probably being a bit generous. Let's call it a tanner yep. right now. Uh, we are the, <laughs> what, we're the 10th, 11th of January when yeah. this is uh, being spoken about. So prices vary. Yeah, it always changes. And then Cliff Jumper and Slipstream are hovering around 50, 45 <laughs> quid up to 70 quid or See, crazy st- numbers plus. I still don't really like Cliff Jumper as a character. Uh, and as I was saying, he has got game, but I think there's better cars out there than Cliff Jumper. Sure. Um, and then on top of that, you got. I think it's three copies of each of the foiled uh, uh, tandem targeting system and uh, all-out attack. Yep. And then you've also got an entire box of Wave 1. Yes, true. And then also you've got more characters as well. Oh, and, and, oh God, yeah. Nemesis. And and you've got Bumblebee, Bumblebee, Nemesis, and also a set of three of their bespoke cards. So Agility of Bumblebee. Which I don't like the artwork. uh, Cargo Trailer. Uh, Cargo Trader, Agility of Bumblebee, um, Optimus, Optimus Prime, Prime Blaster, Megatron's Fusion Cannon, and those two cards, the artwork is trash. So, <laughs> well, well, right. So, well, you could just and, say and, it. and then on top of that, they're also printed on plastic and they look quite cool. They look cool, but they're also the problem is, is like it's a lazy bit of artwork. Like with Prime's blaster in Wave One, you've got him doing the famous pose from the movie, shooting his blaster. Oh, you mean the actual, the actual character? character card. No, the actual artwork on the battle card. So you got Prime basically sitting down. It's not obviously from the movie, but whoever drew it, it's from an IDW comic. I forget which one. And basically, it's him doing the famous. I'm gonna hold it and go the boom boom as he mows everyone down. 
and then the Fusion Cannon one is just Megatron just about to unload, but in the new the new ones, it's just like, here's a weapon with a hand, here's a weapon with an arm, and it's just like, really? You couldn't have just done it a little bit nicer? Okay, so but folks, just me. I think we can say that Lee <laughs> is not a fan. I am a fan <laughs> of it. I wasn't a fan at the start. I wasn't a fan at the start because I looked at it and went, that's $200 plus shipping, yes. maybe. Um the problem is, if you look at it from a, I've already got those cards, then it isn't really great. If you look at it from a, a collector's point and from a keeping hard cards semi-valuable, but while also allowing the community, if they want to invest in some really nice cards and making it not too expensive and too yeah. extreme for just some reprints. Uh, so I think it's really good. Um, and, and they've said it wasn't designed to be another set. It was designed to be a... If you're a collector and you want, you know, the Mercedes, the Rolls Royce of your collection right now, this thing will be the crown in your... The jewel in your crown. And we will not aim to do this very regularly mm -hmm. going forwards. Okay. So I'm, can, I'm a big fan. I do like it. I just think it's funny that the cards they've, they've promoted in that set, you'll also see the original artwork in the boosters that you're probably going to get. And then you can do the comparison for yourself, but it's pretty cool seeing the hollow artwork. I'm just not a big fan on some of the some of the artwork when it comes to the characters. Like, I really like the SB Bumblebee, the STR Bumblebee original artwork. I think the latest one in the Energon edition doesn't look great. Prime looks really cool, but I think the best thing about it was the original artwork was the the shot from the movie, isn't it? When he's just literally oh, yeah. exploding out. You're just like that's the moment where you're just like you are the badass. Uh, Megatron Living Weapon was pretty cool. I like the artwork from that. But then I think Nemesis's artwork was really cool from the original as well, and they changed it up a little bit. It's, it's, I think it's honestly, it, I'm just being a nitpicky, but I think it's down to personal preference at the end of the day. And sure. like, I think I'm just being a salty old man. But a little bit. A little uh, bit. So, okay, let's look at this, right? <laughs> if, you, if you need Slipstream and Cliff Jumper to okay. complete your collection, which I do, you but buy I'm the Energon Edition box. Uh -huh. Before Wave 1 gets rotated out and the rares lose value, yep. you crack open an Enjon box, sell the rares, sell the piece out of the other cards, and you make your money back. Guaranteed. Yep. Because online, I've looked, because I'm, I'm that kind of sad. <laughs> um, uh, online, you know, each of the characters, you know, you can happily buy an Enjon Edition character, yep. any of them, mm -hmm. uh, including Cliff Jumper and Slipstream, for anywhere from 40 to 70 quid. Yeah including shipping from America. Yep. That is about as good as the originals were now, except you're getting the Energon Edition ones. So, you yeah. know, it's fine. It's completely true. Okay. Energon Edition. What are your guys' thoughts? Leave a comment below in this uh, if you're watching on the YouTubes, or just leave a comment when you uh, listen to this uh, digitally and you we post it on the Facebook. Just let us know uh, in the comments. It would be awesome. So... Uh, that's pretty much everything from Teletran because uh, there's not a lot really going because we're kind of going through like we're still processing this wave and all the new stuff that's eventually going to be dropping. So I think February and March is going to be quite oh, juicy. We should, we should uh, talk about the um, changes to the game. Oh, format. yeah. Okay. Actually, uh, yeah. Let's drop that in. So there. let's drop it in. Press the advantage. Yes. Banned. Uh, we know we spoke about press the advantage on our last podcast. Let's not <laughs> do press. It's the multi mission gear that got banned. Multi mission gear. So I looked at the ban and went. You what? What? Eight? <laughs> Why? Um, <laughs> now I see some of the combo decks out there, and I dread to think how bad it could have been had that card not got yeah. not got the hammer. Yep. I think there are you know crowds and pitchforks out there for <laughs> for equipment enthusiasts and a few other cards, but yeah. I think to be honest, uh, we will have to 
just deal with certain combo decks. I d- I, yeah, I just, I just think if you're going to start... But I think that's why rotation can be quite interesting because these decks that are flown around now might not be prevalent like in the middle of the They will year. lose a lot of key They will. They'll just have to refigure the engine and stuff like that. But maybe, hey, in Wave 4, they change it up a little bit. Maybe the cards that we don't like, like multi-mission gear or something like that, does come back, but it's a star card. So then they have to refigure out, like, right, do I need to play this card over this card and stuff, and then try and re-jig the cogs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because we haven't had another alternative to swap missions, really. Like, let's think about it. We haven't. There's oh, swap parts, sorry. Swap parts, I mean. We don't want another alternative. Yes, you do. You've got you a uh, private heat, whatever his name is, the, guy, <laughs> the, the midget guy. But you don't want swap parts because if that comes back and it gets unbanned... Well, it doesn't get unbanned. You just put a star cost on it. Then you don't run it because there are better star cards. Exactly. But then that gives you the process of maybe I just want to run that for a star point because there are star cards out there still that aren't really getting a lot of love. But then we've seen them come back prevalently because of later waves. Mm. Which is see energized field. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers there, folks. <laughs> Not at all. So yeah, has anything else really happened other than like that banning? Um, uh, obviously, ooh, we had the worlds. They, that was, that was they, yes. Uh, so obviously, with any kind of massive tournament in the early part of its life, people have said there are going to be issues. Equally, there are people that have, you know, um, praised it and said it was an amazing stuff. I would hope that we will see. Something like that in Europe, or something yep. akin to what we had last year for our kind of energon qualifiers nationals. Yep. But maybe, well, in fact, it's part of the questions later, so we're not going to go into that. It's hundred percent true. All, all I can say is we're working on an event. Well, I'm working on an event that's going to be happening in November, which I'm super excited for. November. So I'm in November or September, I think. I can't remember exactly. I all it was March. Oh, no, March is actually the Boards and Swords one. This is another one that's been in the works for a pipeline. All I'm going to say is, guys, one of the, prez- uh, one of the prizes is going to be a, uh, a life-size version of uh, Optimus Prime's Blaster. Enough said. We'll tease it. But by this by whole teasing, year. you've just dropped the entire thing. Well, there's more stuff that's coming because my friends who are LARPers have looked at weapons and other things and gone like, we can do this, we can do that, and I'm just kind of like, that's... That'd be amazing if, I we know. Can make, if, well, if you can make it happen, not we. It's going to make it happen. I've already been given the slot, a slot and the time and everything. I just need to get hold of wizards and other stuff to get it all sorted. So it's a lot of lingo, but it's all good. So we're going to we're gonna talk about that later, later, later down the line, guys. But yeah, UK, you're going to have a big tournament, some bitching prizes coming. So it's going to be really, really cool. I don't think that's, I think that's it. Can we turn off Teletram 1? There's no more news or anything that we can think of off the top of our heads right now other than that banning. I don't think there is. No. Other than Worlds and was it Galaxy Prime that won? Yes. Yeah, there we go. Enough said. <laughs> the, the most craziest Dan Arnold, guy. Vector Sigma. Yeah. Who would have saw that coming? Those guys spend so much money on cards. It's ridiculous. They spend a lot of time <laughs> playing the game and well. practicing and they share intel very well. It's true. Those guys are really, really cool. They yeah. are dedicated to the cause. Yeah, and they do a lot of good content. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> So, end of Teletran. Cool. Let's get straight into our main topic then of uh, this episode, which we're going to talk about uh, Wave 4. Uh, obviously, you guys have been playing it for a while. It dropped on my birthday, so you've had it since November. We're recording this in January. You've had several months playing it. Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. Let's get the simple, simple things out the way. Favorite character that was announced uh, in the Wave. And then let's go with your favorite Autobot and Decepticon card. So it doesn't have to be a battle card. It's more characters. So obviously mine is going to be Triptychon. I was really happy that he got announced and how I've been playing him a little bit. He has got game, but he's not as competitive as Metroplex. But I was really happy with uh, Triptychon. 
characters, when it comes to the actual physical game, when we come to playing, uh, I've, I've nailed it down to two. The first one, Raider Tailwind, is bonkers. That guy is amazing. He's probably my favorite card. Not just because I built a really fun, top fun deck that you can check on our YouTube channel. It's just surprising how he has catched a lot of people off guard, but not now, because obviously he's out there now. And if you actually read what his ability does, it's pretty, pretty darn rude. Um, and then I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be honest. I honestly think my per my personal fate. I know what your favorite Autobot is, but my one I'm just gonna say, just because I've I've played it a little bit, is probably Impactor. Just because, um, not just because of the character, but his stats are incredible for his star cast, and also he's a tank and he's a leader. So he really opens up that interesting thing of there's not that many tanks in Autobots. There, um, there's Warpath. There's obviously uh, one of the parts for uh, Omega Supreme. There's Slammer. And then there's um, probably two of the little guys are tanks, but you're never really going to run them. But then you put him in a Decepticon tank list. He's money. <laughs> he is filth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he is just disgusting. So, uh, Mike, to you. Uh, so, my favorite Autobot is Springer. Yes, of course. Uh, I'm running it in a number of decks. Hadn't really quite realized how good he is. Um, and I, I believe you... You weren't so keen on him until more stuff was read about his card and abilities. A little bit. A little bit. It's just like, <laughs> this guy doesn't look great. Oh, wait a minute. There's uh, ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's good. Um, and my fate, I don't own one, but my, my favorite Decepticon is Lord Megatron. Okay, okay. That was a good shout. Only because <laughs> I think there is a really good number of decks with him he's just really hard to get hold of so if you happen to have one for trade nope uh, not you the nope. listeners okay um you know drop me any uh, me a message a facebook uh, smoke signals whatever you can do uh, I, I i need one he does I he does one. really 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 want one you bought another SR, though, before, because they ran out of that one, didn't you? You bought the, the guy that seems to be seeing a lot of play, because obviously Mercs were introduced to this whole Octone. faction. Octone. Octane. Or Octane, or however you want to call him. I don't see what the hype is about him, but then I read his card recently. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. That's it. I, I had my Springer moment when I was like, <laughs> Octane doesn't seem that great, and then I read his card a little bit more and was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's pretty freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't want to own one. That's my, my that craziest thing. I was about to say swaps. No, not at all a swap. I wanna, I'd rather have that cool bitch in uh, Lord Megs. So cards, battle cards. There's been a lot in this deck, uh, in this uh, wave, should we say, that have been absolutely phenomenal. The first one I want to I wanna bring attention to is probably number one uh, in the whole set. Uh, Four-wheel drive. What? Four-wheel drive is phenomenal because whenever we had in Wave 3, we had all those little Tonka toy trucks and we were just like, oh my gosh, these guys are trash. And then you had a few better ones in this wave and you were like, okay, so you can run five wide. I don't know how this can really work. And then you read four-wheel drive that one of your guys who basically has a base attack of three or four jumps to seven as long as he's a truck. It's pretty darn good. I think it's good. I think we need to see make it see more play in our of course. play group. It's going to come out in eventually. I'm going to have a it's look at playing one. it. I'm not saying it's like my number one pick. I'm just saying it's one of many which I really, really like. All right, okay. Let's do top three. <sighs> That's going to be hard. Okay, well, on, on the, the spot, spot, folks. Not prepped. Okay. Now he's panicking. <laughs> 
So uh, while, while, while mm. Lee quakes and declines to answer my question... Okay. Um, I'm no, gonna, I've got it. I'm, I'm going to go it. with... I was really, really keen... Is this number three for you? I was really keen on Medic's Protective Field. Okay. Uh, and then... Um, <laughs> just no. Uh, other cards are better. Okay. Um, so my... My number current, three. My current. Oh no no no! We're just gonna. I'm just gonna do it whenever. Order. Okay. So, my top kind of three favorites right now are showing off. Yep. Showing off is so good, uh, and that's and that's prevalent with Springer or any triple changer, mainly Springer. Um, just flip one of your characters to another mode, then flip to another mode is just really really strong with Springer. I'm um, possibly with. The man that's in the artwork right there, Sun, uh, Sandstorm, but um, we haven't really played him. It's more that Springer's ability of trashing cards and drawing more and then getting extra actions and extra upgrades is just really, really prevalent with that card. It seems very, very good. Composite armor. Yeah, there we go. That's a. I don't know. I think I think it's great. I think other cards have made that card great from previous waves, like backup yeah. beam and spare parts really make this card amazing. Really, really good. And then I'm going to kind of tap out and cheat here a little bit and say <laughs> hidden fortification, sabotaged okay. armaments. <laughs> the secret actions. Yeah. So one that gives you tough three and the other one that just scraps all enemy weapons? Correct. Cool. What were yours? Okay, so just because I've been playing it a lot recently. Um, I'm not saying a white pip weapon. Uh, I'm going to say reprocess. I think reprocess is really, really it's good. good. It's up there for um, well. I've seen it used amazingly by you in one of our games against, uh, I think it was the Dinobots actually, when a uh, battle, battle report coming quite soon, guys. But here's a spoiler. Uh, Mike um, used reprocess to heal his absolute monster major shockwave. Uh, I think you had sparring gear on at the time. You re, uh, you destroyed it with reprocess, healed two. Then just had, oh yeah, wait a minute. I can look at my top card at any time and play Decepticon cards. Oh, terrifying uh, resilience or whatever it is. Just put yeah. it straight on. I was like, that's a dream bloody turn. But it seems really good because it also gets rid of enemies' weapons. If they've got no health, that's fantastic. I even if you heal them a little bit, getting rid of something that key off them is very, very strong. Okay, so there's two. There's two that I think are amazing. Uh, the first one, actually, yeah, you are correct. I, I cannot walk away from the white weapon, which is Sturdy Javelin. I freaking love that card. That is re... re I'm, I'm telling you now, I know it triggers Mike every time when I say Marksmanship's my favorite card in the game. Not anymore. Th this is my favorite card in the game just because it helps out many characters and I play a lot of ranged characters and the ability to attack someone and then throw a javelin at someone else is just phenomenal. And if you go and watch our... Uh, battle report of top fun versus your Insecticons. Wiping two Insecticons off the board oh, God. by little guys is pretty mad. And also having the ability of just doing two damage. If it was one, I wouldn't say it's amazing. Two, fantastic. Yeah, don't get me wrong, it's another very good card. Yeah. And then, mm, no, it's not that. It's the O word. Where are you? Overwhelming advantage. No, I really like that card, but it's not that one, actually. Um... Overheat? Oh, no, it's repairs. S. It's S. Okay. So I've been looking at trying to put this in my Magnus deck. I think this card is phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to call it sh Shoulder Holster. I really think this card is phenomenal just because the ability of having an extra weapon slot for a utility is really, really cool. And then obviously when you put it on a character, you can reveal the top card. There's ways of doing that. Uh, and if it's a weapon, obviously, you can play that on the upgraded character. Uh, I can just see the dream turn of, I'll put a grenade launcher 
from the top of my deck with a, a shoulder holster and I've al already got some really awesome weapon on, say like a, I don't know, an Energon Axe and then just basically go, <laughs> I'll have a grenade launcher as well and just try and s destroy your face. I think that card is phenomenal. There's other cards that I really, really like, but like you said, your your favorite cards really, really hurt it. I really like Crude Club. I love Crude Club. In I was really keen on Crude Club, but I now yeah. I'm not playing it. I'm playing just because of Shamatage Ar Ar Armaments really just hurts that a lot. But it has made, it's creeped its way into my interesting new build of Predaking because Predaking, Predaking loves the Crude Club. It's so okay, good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think. There's just so many good cards. I think if you if we honestly went through all of them, we could say, oh, this one's not that great right now. This is pretty cool. This is awesome. Um, but I, honestly, I think it's um, at a point now where we've looked at other waves and gone like, this card doesn't make any sense. But now, because we're later down the line, we're like, oh my gosh, that's getting a lot more use. Like, dare I say it, because of overwhelming advantage, we're seeing a lot more combat daggers. We're seeing a lot more backup packs. Um, What's the personalized attack drone, or is it defense drone, or whatever it is? That that as well. Well, you've got spare parts, you've got yep. person, uh, you've got attack drones, and then you've got um, backpack, backpack. Backup, backup pack. Even sorry. Pack. So you've seen stuff that obviously you know is pretty awesome, but like, like I say, I think it's just one of those where this wave has really, really changed the game a little bit. Like I can, I can, I can say it fondly and proudly. I think this wave has made two. Uh, two character lineups really, really strong. I, I think you can easily run two characters, one huge mofo and another smallish guy really, really well because of this wave. Because you have that more survivability because of certain cards in this. Yeah, agreed. I think Two Tall started out really strong, then petered off a bit and has now come back really strong. Yep. I think, dare I say it, obviously Galaxy Prime is like hilarious but now there are hilarious builds out there and ways to defeat that deck now if people honestly just read cards and think stuff out but i honestly i honestly really think two two prevalent characters are really good like we've been playing it quite a bit i can say i've been i've been trying to run magnus and uh, sergeant um six gun because i really wanted to just keep it autobot themed i know joe from uh wreck and rule did the whole magnus and brunt and then that kind of was like, I can see that really working, but at the same time, the, the Autobot enthusiast in me is like, when will Magnus ever, ever go to a Decepticon and just go, yeah, you can be a part of my buddy. You can, you can just, uh, mm. <laughs> he can work with me. It wouldn't work. But it is a very strong deck. I've seen Joe's build. It is very interesting. But I think, I think you're seeing it more prevalent. Like, uh, obviously, OPPBL is still quite strong out there and running with someone else. Obviously, your your new favorite thing, uh, major shockwave. Oh right, yeah. Okay, Just I was about to say. Okay, so we're not talking about the super secret two no, wide deck. No, we're going to keep it super secret because I would love to see you just wreck shop at a possible tournament with it. I'll we'll really we'll see like how that goes. Um, so I am really keen on um, Captain Jetfire and Aimless. Yep. That deck is horrible. I think Captain, actually, that's that's a character that we both kind of overlooked oh God, as well. Oh, God, yeah, we actually really should give him. So <laughs> we I, overlooked I, him a I, lot. I, I looked at that card and went, <laughs> now I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. And Sights. <laughs> Sights is really good. Sights is really good. We do that a lot. We're, we're going to see it a lot, I think, because it's just the ability of the, f I think focus is such a really cool mechanic. Like, 
maybe in this wave we have a, a an equipment that's a star cast that actually gives you focus would be quite interesting but that's going to be coming it's up. called science yeah it's called sites but i don't want to spend comes, God knows how like many <laughs> i don't want to be saying seven or six stars just for focus even though it's really good um, but yeah, I think Wave 4 really has changed the game a lot. I think there's a lot of interesting things in this wave that make the little guys really, really good. I think it gives combiners a lot of joy as well. Uh, and I still I still think there is a few, a few things that are lacking, but they are addressing them slowly but surely. Like we've got, in this wave, we had motorcycle um, support. We also had helicopter support. Tank even, support. Tank support. We've even got like spaceship support. No, we didn't have spaceship. That was in the last wave. UFO but was last. Set. USO was last set. But um, I think I think obviously going into the next wave, it's like cool. So we've got helicopters now. We've got trains. Are we going to see any kind of like support for those things? But obviously later on, that's a question from somebody. Um, but yeah, I really really like where it's at. I think there's not. I think how the game is when you look at look at building teams now, you can really have some really interesting builds across the board of going with not just all a certain type. You can actually go wide and other stuff like, oh, I forget the new battle card. What is it called? Um, wedge formation. Wedge formation is a really Strong. interesting card because it's like it gives you benefits for a melee, a ranged, and a specialist card. Mm. So hopefully we'll see more cards like that in the future so you can just change it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I really, really like this wave and like... I think character selections in this were really cool. I still think there's, like we stated at the beginning in our in our Teletran thing, I think there's still a few characters we all wish there was. I hope we get a Preceptor soon. How is that going to work? I think we both were talking, well, you mainly were talking about it, weren't you? So about, my idea like, your was whole that idea. you could have a look at your top card of the deck at any time, like Shockwave does, um, and maybe you could have a, he could change one pip to one color of his choosing yeah. once every flip. So you could actually have him go down the scientist route or you could go down the like whole wreckers route where he just gets his ass kicked and then becomes a badass sniper. could be quite interesting. I think they'll just make a different character. They'll yeah. have Evolution really, 1 and then yeah, Evolution I really two. want the scientist one. Like I like the whole idea of looking at the top of your deck. It's pretty interesting. I keep forgetting every time you do that because I'm currently editing the, the battle report. I'm just like, <laughs> why you look? Shockwave can just look at the top card of any deck yeah. <laughs> all the freaking time. But yeah, it's um yeah, I really I really really like this wave. I definitely think it changes the game. There's a few cards in there where I'm looking and going like, I don't see this getting a lot of play. But then we've said that about every wave where we're just like we're not so sure. But then we're kind of like, oh wait a minute, that card from oh that could be really naughty now. In that look wave. at defensive driving <laughs> that's now out there in the environment. Yeah, exactly. Defensive driving is um, a great. Little so my card. thoughts on on wave four are that are we are we not technically answering one of the questions that's coming in the Q and A later now? I think we are. Maybe, but we can come back. Okay. <laughs> we can come back. I and think answer. Wave 4 has rewritten the tournament scene. Yep. I think Wave 4 has made cards from previous sets in numerous sets and numerous different cards uh, more playable. And actually, some cards that never seen saw play uh, now being played. And I also think that. It's introduced some new mechanics which have rewritten how people build decks. So we, we are no longer seeing just blue. We are no longer seeing orange. We are now seeing all kinds of stuff all over the shop. So, game changer. Yeah. It is, definitely. Um, I think... I don't like how... I, I agree with everything you just said. I think I think no faction specifically has kind of run away with it in the past. Like, 
I think for for most of us is like wave two was obviously Autobots won it because of obviously press. Right. And then they got banned. So obviously you can either love or hate that, whatever uh, way you want to go. Uh, and then Wave Three obviously introduced new, new, um, new character ideas, which was always like the Target Masters and stuff like that, and the Microbots and stuff, which is really, really cool. Uh, and now we've seen it with like um, the evolution of Blaster and Soundwave and stuff, like fighting out guys by flipping, kind of similar like Metroplex. Um, there's just it, Wave Four has really gone back, and you can look at certain things and just gone, you know what? I really like this character, and I want to try him out now that he might be playable. Um, uh, I'm just thinking a few off the top of my head. Um, Cosmos is one of them that is very. I've I've looked at Cosmos and I'm like I don't understand it, but now there is <laughs> Cosmos Tryon. I haven't. I have I, d- I didn't think of Cosmos Tryon. I don't know who came up with that idea, but I, I really saw it played once at. Um Boards and swords in like a casual way, but it was like a horrifically bad build. Yeah, I think I think you're looking at characters now and going like, I really really like this idea. Like the one that isn't coming out on our next battle report, but the one after, I went four wide females, which I really really like. I really like that idea. Um, but there's, I think it's just we'll down talk to off camera about an idea I've got. <laughs> nice and off, well off mic, off mic as well. <laughs> but no, I think yeah, I really like Wave Four. I want to know what your guys' thoughts are out there. So leave a comment uh, on the YouTube and also on the Facebook when we post this, and uh, we'll answer them right away. So Wave Four, very very good. Well done, Wizards. Uh, please uh, give us uh, more spoilers for Wave Five. That'll be amazing. So well, take your time on Wave Five, but um, yeah, w- well done, Wizards, and all the card game designers for making such a brilliant set that has changed the dynamics of every aspect of the game in a positive way. Really true, true. good job. Well done. Okay, so we're gonna kind of wrap up this podcast in a nice little bow right now with the questions, the Q and A. So on the the Facebook groups, I posted a thing saying we were recording a, a podcast, and sometimes we only get one or two questions, which we're completely grateful. I love the likes we get as well, which is great. Uh, but you guys have knocked it out of the park. It must be a new year. You guys are infused to to help us out with our content. So we have a abundance of questions, uh, Mike. We have so many questions. So we're gonna get straight into them. We've got uh, David Lees. He has a question here, Mike, which says, which character groups would you like to see get more support in Wave 5? For example, cars, fire cons, planes, tanks. What are you thinking? So I would like to see cone... Well, so I'd like to see Decepticon planes, particularly the Wave 1 cone heads that you couldn't really get three wide in. Yeah, because it was one star cast over, wasn't it? It was like Thrust, Ramjet, and Dirge. And Dirge was one star over compared to... All of them were one star more than they probably could have been. One of them was anyway. Well, Frost needed to be nine for his ability. Sure. So I would like to see Decepticon planes become as prevalent as cars was at some point in the evolution of the game. Okay. And I perhaps would like to see Dinobots get a bit of a a rejuvenation in some way. Yep. Uh, I agree with what Dave says. I would love Firecons, not just because I recently played them and was like, I love it. Uh, Dinobots, I would love to see some support for. Hopefully we can get new Dinobots in the next wave. That'll be amazing. Uh, I'm up there with Mike. I think Mike's idea for having start your engines for planes was a really cool and interesting idea. Um, but then we've also got some new stuff, like we've got trains and spaceships and stuff. I would love to see a little bit of support on those fronts, not just because... I really like how Astro Train plays, but just the fact that we've got some stuff out there that still haven't really got a lot of support, like helicopters haven't... Well, helicopters got multi-missile pod. Yeah, but they also got multi-missile pod, which was quite interesting, because I was like, oh, okay, so they've announced... It's really good. Yeah, and that's really good as well. 
Um, so that would be really interesting. Um, I think I like the idea of more support for character cards, such as um, when it comes to battle cards like Autobots, Decepticons, Mercs. I think they've done a really good thing of those ideas. I think they should just keep on evolving them into specific, keep going the route of, dare I say it, like how you've got, this can only be put on an Autobot, this can only be put on a Decepticon. Can we have more of those? Because I think not everyone will have the same kind of you know, weapons sometimes when it comes to like Autobots and Decepticons. Because if you watch the show or the comics or anything like that, their weapons are very different. Some of them try some really go old school Cybertronian kind of weapons compared to like the new tech and stuff. That would be kind of interesting. But yeah, um, cars, I just don't want any more support for cars. I think cars are done, please. But I think uh, start your engines if that gets out you of rotation. You can run Decepticon cars now. You can, but. Um, yeah, I just don't think... Right, let's be honest. If you're going to run a Decepticon Cars deck, we haven't got a Decepticon car that's really good like Wheeljack from Wave 1, Prowl from Wave 1. Dare I even say it? And I, I Cliff don't, Jumper. There we go. I was going to say Cliff Jumper. You, you don't have anything like that. But you've got... Bumblebee in Wave 2. Two. Yeah, the Lieutenant that's somehow better than the card that I want, which is the Super Rare from super Wave rare, 1. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just. I can obviously say, obviously, all about some more cars and Decepticons with more planes. We just want it like an even playing field. Simples. That's all we want. Yes, really agreed. Cool. Okay, our next question comes from Ben Cox. He says, "What's been your favorite deck to play so far throughout the Transformers TCG?" Now that's a big bold question. And what's the most interesting deck you've faced or come across? For example, I love my Dudley boys. You know about the Dudley run boys. Runabout, runamuck. Runabout, runamuck is a really fun deck. For him. I really think that deck is a really cool idea. I like the whole how they bounce off each other. That's a really cool cool idea for decks. Let's look at everything. Let's go let's go and have a look at what I've played recently. I brick and love top fun. I think it's really cool having a theme of like Starscream literally a jets deck you might say. Yeah, I know, just commanding little baby jets going in going, "Hey, let's blow some sh stuff up." That's really cool. I like that whole idea. But then it's just like looking at the overall themes of things. I I think I think Inceticons has a place. Dinobots have a place. The the Combiners have a place. But I think it's just the ideas that you come up with personally is is the favorite kind of deck. So I absolutely love my Top Fun deck, which, yeah, I absolutely love playing that deck because it's so different. I absolutely love playing Metroplex, which got me 13th in the, uh, the Energon uh, Open. But favorite deck I've come across... Let's start with what's the favorite deck you and I have each played during the start and now. Go. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go in my Metroplex deck. I think it's okay. because I put the most time into that and then reaped the rewards of putting the time in that at the Energon sure. Open. I absolutely love Metroplex. I thought his mechanic was very different, which is still is very unique. Like flipping to fire out a character is very unique, and I absolutely loved playing that. And when you can attack for a stupid amount of damage and then also just tap all their characters when you can pull it off. It's just such a cool feeling to do. Simple. Uh, I'm going to go with Dinobots. Cool, cool. Started out with that in the game. Where are my some of my favorite characters from the cartoon series? Yep. Uh, and I will now flip it back and start <laughs> with what am I in most enjoying at the moment? Having just got just got just. hold of all my major shockwave, He's so I'm enjoying good. playing major shockwave and Captain Jetfire uncharacteristically, considering I was not, not together, just separately. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, two, yeah. and I've that's two also really decks. interesting for you because 
obviously, when we talked about it leading up to all this stuff, you didn't really like too wide. But now, too wide's actually playable, which is quite interesting for you. It's very, very risky, but it's absolutely got some game. Yeah, and you can read the rewards of it. I like that. I think that's a really cool idea. So the fun decks you faced. I've I I'm gonna I'm just gonna say the the over the the daring escape deck. Even though I didn't really play in that game because I only got to do a couple of attacks, it was really cool to see how it works. I really like that idea. I don't think it'll be nice if you come across it in a tournament. I don't think it's great, but that's a question for later on. Um, interesting decks that I've come across. Um, I'm going to say Mondo's, Mondo's uh, General, General deck. Megatron deck. That was really, really cool. I really liked uh, like Ben's idea about that. It was really, really cool. Like, and, and it was his. And it was his idea because no one was running at him at the time. And I think that was the most fun I've seen. A character where people were kind of like, I don't understand it. I don't know how to build it. And then he finishes ninth. It's pretty freaking good for a deck that yeah, came yeah, out Yeah, I mean, nowhere. that deck could have gone top eight. Could have. Um, Actually, I'm going to change my answer slightly. I'm really liking Trailbreaker, Jetfire. Yes, you're... Uh, 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 may the force field be with you. <laughs> Promoted on my YouTube channel. That deck is so infuriating. Emergency defense field, force fields. Love it. That's... Yeah, emergency defense field just makes me want to punch things because that card is so stupid. Oh, it's so annoying. But no, it's... um. So before Lee darkens <laughs> into a horrible... Pit of rage. Next question. <laughs> okay, that's true. So hopefully that an answers. Question number ten of Ben Cox is <laughs> massive list. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's more of Ben's uh, questions on this. But no, we've got uh, a question from uh, Martin Warren or Wern. Sorry, uh, what character do you automatically try and have as your deck centerpiece? Who is who, who is the one you wish you could always include as well? So I've already kind of done it. I've kind of, uh, as soon as I got Magnus or saw Magnus, I was like, I want to play Magnus. I want to build Magnus, but how can I get him working? You can run him with smaller guys, which is kind of cool. But um, I think the build I'm trying to work towards where it's basically him and six gun, I'm really enjoying. It's just trying to iron out the kinks. But um, I really, really rate everyone should try Magnus out. He's very, very interesting. You know, he starts off with armor, which can be really interesting. Uh, 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 uh. That's play Magnus and then play Magnus armor. You don't have to, but I think it's stupid not to. In your opinion. In my opinion. My professional opinion. No, I but I um, do not have a character that I want to see in every deck. Okay. I think I come up with a concept or an idea, okay. and then I look for character cards to fit that concept. Okay. Uh, I think I think when it comes to the second part of the question, who is the one you wish you could always include? I think just because uh, it's quite prevalent, uh, blue is quite strong right now. I think the first automatic thing that comes into your mind is if I'm running a blue deck, if I'm running this person, Aimless has to kind of fit in there somewhere because tough three off the bat is pretty strong. And now with certain other cards like Hidden Fortification can go to tough six and then you put more stuff in there which makes him even harder to hit. I think I think he has sideboarded a lot into blue decks, I think. I don't, I don't, I don't. I think it's it's not the right question it's a really hard question to ask and it's not one i'm capable of answering because there are i don't build decks that way i'm afraid sorry okay. cop out i know Paul. no but no okay so i might have read the question where it says what character do you automatically try and have as your deck center so obviously you've started playing major shockwave 
you, he's your first centerpiece, then you build around him, right? Yeah. So again, you come up with a deck concept and build round. Yeah. B- round that, depending on what your deck's concept like, is, you then yeah. tweak accordingly. Like one or so two characters. There isn't a automatic. So okay, so if you're building, I mean, okay, so what's the character that uh, you know to look at it this way, right? Is there a character that you put in every orange deck? No, because it depends what the orange deck does. Is yeah. there a character you put in every blue deck? The answer is still no, because mm. it depends what yeah. the blue deck does. Okay. You know, you will not see Raider Aimless in a blue Insecticons deck. Um, it really oh, depends yeah, that's true, actually. On, on what you're doing. So I'm sorry, lovely question, <laughs> not really answerable, because we'd be here for hours. I think it's a good question, though. So it's Mar- a really good question. So what I'm going to say to Martin's question, then, is uh, comment below, let us know your thoughts on this question, guys. Uh, we'll leave it uh, on the Facebook thread, and you guys can just answer away, because I know um, it sparked some discussion already in the, the Facebook feed of our questions thing. So anyway, uh, we got our next question by Cam. He says, if you could add a sixth pip to the game, what colour would it be, and what would it do? Welcome to Intermission. <laughs> oh, gosh, this is a hard question. Maybe. Right, well, let, yeah, have a thing. I'm going to chime in. Okay. So I, I don't know why we've not seen cubes in the game. So Energon cubes or Cybertonian cubes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I would like to see perhaps is perhaps a purple pip um, that's based around some kind of... Uh, well, actually, no, no. I would... I, yeah, I can't... Pips is not the right way to go. Okay. I might have it. I'd like to see a mechanic that involves e- Energon cubes and... When you flip energon cubes, or when you play an energon cube, you can do certain things maybe, with, maybe, with its consumption. Maybe we do that then. Maybe we both come to the compromise of the six pit be purple, and that if you flip it while attacking or defending, uh, you heal one automatically. So no. if you just went bum 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 heal heal heal, and then you take that damage. Okay, so let's put it. Let's so it's kind of like a repair mechanic within yeah, it. Some tough questions. It is. Okay, so do I think we will see another pip in the game? I don't know. I, I would imagine we will do at some point, hopefully not for a while. Okay. We've just had black introduced not too long ago. Uh-huh. We've had green a while after that. We don't need all colours under the rainbow. Let's just <laughs> let's just see the evolution of the game and what we've got. Let's not add mechanics for the sake of wanting different colours. True. I'd say a healing pip. That would be mine. I think a healing pip could be quite interesting because there's quite a lot of cards out there that do heal, which kind of is cool. And then you could really see prevalent healing characters come back and... Let's go with that. Let's go. Let's go purple and heal. Like it could be good when it comes to you. You flipping on attack, so you can right. That won't do anything. But then your opponent does damage, and then obviously those purple pips go to. I can heal after you do ten damage to me. For example, I flip two purple pips. Okay, I heal two. So you know, it's basically an extra defense, but it kind of like heals at the same time. So they might be the same kind of pip. I don't know. So. Interesting question. Very, very challenging question as well. So, Cam, thanks for that question. Uh, next question. Ben, back again, Mr. Cox. He says, do you think the new, found, uh, the newly found Solitaire decks based around Daring Escape will be nerfed or banned? <laughs> should, we, uh, should we get ready for people to tune out right now? No, no, no. I'll keep it quick. Okay. I am not a fan of them. Okay. I wasn't a fan of them when I heard the mechanic existed. It feels like you're incentivizing not playing the game. Mm-hmm. Equally, I understand from Jews' interviews that combo is there to stop people just walling up and not playing the game. Yep. So um, maybe 
it's an in, it's an it's a hard one to do. I'm not a game designer at the end of the day, so I'm not going to critique something I don't understand the ins and outs of. Do I think that combo decks will be good for the game in the short term until people adapt to deal with them? No. Um, I am playing a combo deck that runs Daring Escape, and I can tell you that having seen your face when you sit across from it, you just kind of marvel at it and you kind of go. I see what's coming here. And then <laughs> it's just a matter of time where you go, right, that, you know. Yeah. So I think combo decks are very going to be challenging for the environment in a good way. They will push the game state. However, I think the easiest way to deal with them is just side deck, main deck, certain cards to counter them. And you don't have to do a lot. You just have to do enough that you slow them down enough to the point where you can win the game. I liked it when I first saw it. As in, not like as a whole whole game thing. I was like, cool, this seems really interesting. But if it's going to be quite prevalent, I agree with everything you said 100%. It takes away the joy of actually fighting. I can understand why it's there, because the Autobots want to flee and get the heck away from whatever, because that's what they do in the series, and that's how they get to Earth, etc. But it does take away the whole point of playing the game. This is wave four, and now we've got a deck that basically goes, you attack me twice, and I win. And that's consistent, and it's very consistent, and it is consistent simple as mm, close it is you can learn how to play that online and if you practice enough 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. you can win uh, and it's and it consistent. might be it can, if it's consistent and fun for the person playing it fair play but it will just i think looking at it as a broad spectrum you will lose god knows how many players if everything goes oh daring escape won this tournament daring escape won this tournament your local meta everyone just runs daring escape it will kill the game in a way kind of like what magic has done to various people over and over the years where they release a bad set and they've never come back to the game. Sure. I think I think we just have to, as a community, be uh, mindful that it is not a instant win. There are many, many, many cards out there that deal with it. Yeah. I'm going to drop one in there right now. System Reboot. System Reboot stops it. Also, the fact that you've got cards such as like Infiltrate and also um, re Jam Signals stops it as Some, well. Something like that. Let's yeah. not give all the good cards away. Well, but no, however. this is how it is because if you're going to see a guy in your meta who you turn up to play once a week and is running the same kind of deck, you're kind of like, how can I stop him? Well, you will learn by playing that yeah, deck. Yeah, you will. And as many people have said on many a channel, you need to get repetitions in against all kinds of matchups so you understand, A, how to play against it, and B, to know what how your deck matches up against it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Just walk, let's walk on. Let's just walk on and escape into the next question. Way Right, moving on. <laughs> Terrible pun. Uh, David Lee uh, chimes in again saying, what is the most fun cards, which can be battle or character cards, to play? Not necessarily the most consistent, but the best for a laugh. Ooh, I've got, I've got mine. I really, I really like, I really like Predaking. Just all the orange in the world is just so much fun. And when you get to the big boy of Predaking, and you go, "Cool, I've got this flamethrower. I've got an Energon axe. I've got this armor on. I've got like this other weapon." And just going, "Cool, I'm going to hit you for like twenty something." Yeah, it's kind of fun. I really I really like that whole idea. I really like my... I'm just going to keep coming back to it because I kind of love... Because I created it was the top fun deck because it plays very different because it's like you're doing out of combat damage and then you're going in for the final kill. So it's kind of like you're shooting them from afar and then you just kind of just fly over and just finish them off. I really like that whole idea. That's a ton of fun to play. Uh, 
battle report that's coming out um, next week after you've heard this. Dinobots, I think, is super fun. Just basically all the orange in the world and just go hammer meets face is really cool. Um, chime in whenever. Because you're kind of like, your face, because it doesn't work on a podcast, but your face is like, hmm, what, what route do I go? The only card I can say that I enjoy playing that is kind of fun and a bit gimmicky <laughs> is Trailbreaker and yes. Force Field. Okay, yeah, 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 I can see that. I'm out. <laughs> ask, send, ask, ask easier questions, audience. <laughs> they are really good, though. I really like these these tough wow. questions. Wow. I think no, these are tough. They are. They are tough, but they are really, really good. I also like my healing deck, which was pro, uh, promotion on our YouTube channel as well. The whole RC Ratchet and Red Alert. How that the the one turn where I healed God knows how much damage, and then at one point I think later on in the battle report he was like, "How much have you healed, Lee? This is ridiculous. This is just like a grind. It's stupid." And I'm just kind of like, "That's why I built the deck all around repairing and fun stuff." I think I think honestly it's just you look for something that's different and go for. It. Simple as. Yeah. Good question, David. Right, going on to John Pritchard. Here's the question. Right, if America approached Bar Iran... Yeah. No, we mini bomb. Exactly. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind, I remember. Bar weep, grana, weep, ninny bong. Bar weep, grana, weep, ninny bong. Bar weep, grana, weep, ninny bong. If uh, America approached Iran with the phrase Bawa Bawweep Grana Weep Ninibam and offered them an Oreo, would peace be achieved? No. No. <laughs> In Autobots and uh, anyone? Well, um, it kind of. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Oreo, it kinda, no. If we, go, if we go Transformers Law, Cup and Hot Rod kind of did to the Sharktacons, but they're greedy buggers and it didn't turn out well for them. Well, the Dinobots turned up and wrecked them. Obviously, that was the whole main front. Sorry, to spoilers if you've not seen uh, the movie. <laughs> it's an amazing cartoon from 83, 84. Uh, it's, later it, than, it's later than that. No, oh, no, it's, no, it's, it's out not. then, but it's later for us. I was, I was like one when it was born, so it's definitely ridiculous. Like around then. Um, watch that movie. It's amazing. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, Bowie, Granada. Yeah, I think right Bowie. now the world is a very dark and scary <laughs> place with... Just yeah. real world politics and stuff happening. So uh, you know what? Let's play some cards and roll some dice and have some fun. Yeah, exactly. I don't. It's not. Yeah, we're going deep. I know. Thanks, John. Thanks for the question, uh, Daniel. Uh, our next question is from Daniel Gallus. He says, "Do you think the UK slash EU uh, will get a competitive league slash tournament scene like they have in the US, or is it just a case of waiting to see what happens?" I would like there to be some kind of pro play format or tournament where there is some significant prizes available for regular play that promotes play in multiple store locations across the UK because I think it will be good to support retail outlets. I think it will be good to support local communities that maybe don't have many people that travel. For example, our gaming group, if everybody showed up and everybody decided to play rather than playing other games, you know, we could top you know, 15, 20 players if we had a magic weekend where everybody, not not literally magic the game, but we had a magical moment where the stars aligned and everybody turned up and played yeah. and didn't just hang around and watch their mates play. So I'd like to support stores. I'd like to support traveling communities and promoting not just a north-south Midlands divide. Um, yes, yeah. yes, please. Yeah. I, but they have already said that there will be promos that will are designed to be released 
uh, what you get one a week and you travel to tournaments at local game stores and you only get one promo rather than being giving a full a full set just for turning up one time. Yeah, um, I completely agree with what you say, Mike. I, I think it's really cool because I think there is a divide in the UK in, in, in the nicest way possible. We have people from the north, people in the Midlands, people in the south. And I think if we had these kind of... Uh, I don't know, is Magic the Gathering, they call them Pro Tours and stuff like that, don't they? Like, if we had some sort of Pro Tour kind of thing for Transformers, because they do that in the States, I think it could grow the game even more in the UK. I think, hopefully we'll see it this year, there'll be something happening at the UK Games Expo. I hope we get another Energon Open and stuff like that. I think they're just taking baby steps, because I honestly think there was just feelers to see how good the game is over here. I know, obviously, it's big in the States, but obviously, with Europe, it's very different. Well, our Energon Open got just shy of 60 players. Yeah. And the Worlds got 150. Yeah. So it's, you know, and that's all of America, which is a really big place. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of running in the right locations and promoting the game in the right way. Um, But they've already said that there will be, or I believe Luke May at the Energon uh, Open that we did in the UK said that he would aim to run something again. Yeah. Similar. So it's just about what they do when. Yep, 100% true. And I think it's kind of interesting because, like, there isn't that void here at the moment in the UK. So, obviously, people are going above and uh, beyond to do their own kind of events to promote the game even more, which I'm doing this year as well as uh, one uh, coming in March. I know uh, Mondo's got something going on in February. I know there's talks that... um, What's the gentleman's name? I think it's Ben, Ben Cotty. He's got an idea for something as well. There's loads of people who just have rumblings of like, we need to yeah. have tournaments Well, that's and stuff. because there isn't... Yeah, because we need to fill this void, which hasn't been kind of filled. Like yeah, in the the state speakers said it really well. They're like, well, we've played, we've played, we've gamed, we've gone out there, we've travelled, we've done a thing, and now it's over. And yeah. <laughs> there's nothing on the horizon yeah. yet. But exactly. I'm sure Wizards will address it and pick it up. And if we, the community, shout out loud enough... Um, for for positive change and good things, they will eventually create something. Yeah, they've shown themselves to be amazingly responsive. True, 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 true. Okay, so we've got. Uh, thanks for that question, Daniel. Um, we've got a question here from Ben Cote. He says, uh, "Would you like to see key rare battle cards reprinted in new sets, um, such as Security Checkpoint, uh, for an example?" Or people used uh, people freaked out when. Commons were used again in Wave 2. So do you think this would be good or a bad move? I can understand why they reprinted some of the cards in Wave 2, because Wave 1 didn't sell well. Did it not? Uh, Personally, I don't think it... uh, Coming from my thing, I got in at Wave 2 because there was combiners... And there was more Decepticons. If you look back, if I if I I don't know the, the the stats when it comes to like all the the sales numbers for Wizards, but if we look at if we break down Wave One, there's a hell of a lot more Autobots than Decepticons. All you're fighting is Autobots via your Autobots. Not really that exciting. Wave Two, you introduce more Decepticons, less Autobots, Combiners, and some support for cards in Wave One. It kind of grows the game a little bit more because now you can actually have fully fledged Decepticon teams fighting Autobots, which sells the game more and obviously if you're not playing in wave one or you didn't even know the game existed you then go okay those cars that are quite prevalent in wave one got reprinted such as like handheld blaster and like what ben stated improvised shield and stuff like that um going forward obviously you can tell by the later waves those things that are dual pips or double pips for different things and have a really cool ability they cast one star card now one star point yeah so i think they've realized that uh double pip cards are really powerful um 
I personally would not like to see certain power cards. I'd, I wouldn't like to see cards reprinted from Wave 1. I would like to see them redesigned and done differently, but I do not want to see a reprint of Security Checkpoint, Peace for Tyranny, or any other form of card. Would I like to see a different take on Matrix and a different take on Optimus Prime Blaster and a different Megatron Fusion Cannon? Yeah, that would be cool, but I do not want to see the same card again. Yeah, because I think we've seen... Let's just, I'm going to say in Wave 4, I think we've seen some new takes on cards that were in Wave 1. The main one is obviously Pocket Processor. Look at Pocket Processor. Yep. Uh, that is obviously Databank. Yes. But it's searchable, which is well, cool. Well, it's not Databank. It does the same thing. It's just a different card it's just with a, the same mechanic. The same mechanic, but it's searchable and it's not a white pip. So it's yes. a bit different, but it has that same mechanic. So maybe we see certain mechanics come back, like obviously Rollout is a really good card. We might see Rollout come back as something different, but it's a star cost. Uh, no, not even after star cost. It could be a blank pip card. Okay, yeah, we could see um, that. I wouldn't like to see Peace for Tyranny come back. I'd I like think if Peace for Tyranny comes back, it needs to be at least a star card. Maybe even a... T I don't know. I don't it know. needs to be a star card, because how many games... Okay, we can easily say this. How many games have we seen where someone is getting absolutely destroyed, and then they've played a Peace for Tyranny, and then something miraculous happens and you're like what <laughs> that mm. and it's swung yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's even the game or even tipped it back swung into it. the other, words, other people's thing in the other person's favor again sure um i think some of the cards it's like what you said i think if they design it a little bit differently we could see it come back like i would like to see um start your engines but for planes decepticons only yeah, we've said this because I think we made a joke about this in the interview, didn't we? Because some guy was like, I'm running it. Yeah, what are you running it with? No, it was Bombing Run. Bombing Run's amazing. And the guy was like, what are you running it with? Aerial bots. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, are you running Seekers? No. Aerial bots. Yeah. Enough said on that card. I do like Bombing Run. Uh, it's a great card. Bombing Run's really good. But it's uh, no start your engines for... Um, would I... So, for example... Um, in the cartoon series, and you see it on the artwork, would I like to see an Energon Mace that's played on Decepticons only that goes with the artwork from the Energon edition? Sure. Yep. That's a purple base weapon that's Decepticons only. Would I like to see an orange Energon Axe that's Autobots only, maybe? Yep. Um, yeah, cool. I'd like to see a, you know something different yeah. that reinvents cards because... If they just reprint Security Checkpoint or Peace Through Tyranny, we all know what they do. We all know how they fit. There's nothing to discover or there's no combos to work out. I think we addressed it earlier in the podcast. I think I think they'll probably... I wouldn't say they would reprint it. They would take another take on it because I know you said earlier when we were discussing about the Energon edition, uh, Optimus Prime's Blaster, Megatron's Fusion Cannon could be remade and done differently. Like There's certain things like the iconic behind... Megatron having his massive fusion cannon. The iconic, you know, that's Prime's blaster. No one else holds that freaking blaster, you know? You might see it get reprinted, but different. I don't think it'll have the same stats. I still think fusion cannon's not as great as uh, what Prime's blaster is. Prime's blaster, we've seen it with, um, obviously, with the newish spells, with uh, the, the Galaxy Prime, like how a, sh over a shoulder holster with two of those things just makes him just, like, bonkers good. He's good without a shoulder he's just, holster. He's just, he's just good without a shoulder holster even. Mm. But it's just it's just the fact that it's... I think certain things could get reprinted, but I don't think... Yeah, I think there's, there's ways around it. Like, I think... Dare I even say it? I think they've already redone Security Checkpoint. Sabotaged armaments. Secret action. Get rid of all your upgrades, which are weapons. 
kind of also similar-ish to what... Security Checkpoint gets rid of all your upgrades, okay? It's the same as chocolate milk is the same as normal <laughs> milk. <laughs> I think they've taken ideas from cards that have already been... It's got inspiration and I a subtle nod, but that's yeah. about it. It's not the same. But there's other stuff like... Um, stuff that's out there that does stuff that's different to what security checkpoint does but has like it's on along the same lines but maybe not as powerful yeah well i will go back to uh no i would not <laughs> like to see cards reprinted <laughs> i would like to see new cards new ideas which do different things that can be called the same thing true true maybe. man these questions are pretty darn good i'm really happy with you guys good Thanks. question ben i yeah, like it really really good okay so now we've got uh, another um question from uh, steve cassidy he says do you think the publishers should support mono faction decks more or less yes <laughs> oh there, there was a physical mic dropped by mike <laughs> so being not as much as a nerd and also if there's people listening to this podcast what does he mean by monofaction. Does that mean just Decepticons, Autobots, and, and Mercenaries? It? Well, Mercenaries can be technically included in either or because that's what Mercenaries do. No, but okay. I'm assuming just Autobots, just Decepticons working together. Is that what he's trying to say there? That's how I read this question. So, yes, I would like to see yeah. there be more of an incentive towards pure Autobot Decepticons to get back to the G1 cartoon where it was, you know... Autobots versus yeah. Decepticons, not, hey, look, <laughs> Optimus Prime buddied up with... M Megatron. No, no, because he does do that in the cartoon. It's true, but it's just like certain things you'd never... Like, my gut feeling is when I was building my Magnus deck, I know Joe from Let's Just Bring It Up Again, Wreck and Rule, he built a Magnus and Brunt deck. First thing I said to that was like, I bet it's really cool, but Magnus, knowing Magnus, he would not work with any Decepticon, he would put them in the ground. And I'm pretty positive it's the same with Decepticons. Like, it's going back into like season three. You see how how the hate between Dinobots and Predacons are. Like, you would never see them working together and stuff. So maybe maybe that's a format that actually is run for some tournaments. Maybe that you just run that and nothing else. Sure. Well, uh, the, you know, randomly, uh, we I've not even talked about this, but I thought maybe what you could do is you could do like a North versus South. And what you would do is you would have team members and X amount of team members would have to run an Autobot and have to run Decepticons. Then you might be able to pick matchups where, you know, Autobots play Decepticons and, um, you know, you work out who, who is the best of Autobots and Decepticons, that kind of thing. Welcome to Intermission. And we are back following technical difficulties. <laughs> um, okay, so... Yes, I think we should incentivize mono-faction decks. And if you're going to run uh, mixed, I think there might be an animosity mechanic where you just don't get on and random things happen where maybe, you know, for every Decepticon or, well, whatever, maybe you flip some cards and for every kind of pip that you flip, uh, certain things happen to the other faction or something like that. Okay. They yeah. should not be working together. Yeah, I, I feel I think I think Paul in our in our in our meta in our group who's who started playing the game is, I he, he I think yeah I think I think the best way he described it was like these characters will not work to each other so I'm not going to play it no matter how much I'm like that seems like a really cool combo, my heart is just saying a Decepticon will definitely not ask for them help from an Autobot so, and I have to give uh, Paul a shout out there and definitely say yeah I agree I think it should just be you work with Decepticons you work with Autobots. 
unless it's like a Unicron situation or anything like that. We never know. But anyway, thanks for the uh, question, Steve. Tell us, you know, um, your thoughts in the comments below uh, when we post this on the Facebook. So uh, we've got three more questions to go um, until we get out of here. And uh, the next question is from David Lees. He says, do you think the game developers are doing enough to encourage players from full orange and full blue decks? Yes. <laughs> no mic drop this time. Okay. No Fair mic point. drop. Um, orange started out as quite prevalent in the beginnings of the game. Okay. Now you are seeing a much bigger swing to blue, but there is also mixed pip decks out there. So I don't think we want to incentivize pure blue or pure orange. I think the mechanics work fine as is. Yeah, I think, um, I think even if you are going full orange and full blue and stuff like that, you're seeing other cards getting included now. Uh, to get the most out of those decks. Uh, obviously, orange and white is quite a good combination. Blue and black seems a quite a good combination. But now we're seeing decks that have a little bit of, you know, um, if we go for overwhelming advantage decks, for example, look how many different colors are in that deck just to get that one ability off. Let's look at, um, dare we even say it? We can even say it because we've already talked about it. I know it's horrible. Uh, Daring Escape, you need a fair few non-pip colors a non-pip card, should we say, to actually get that deck working really I well. I think the era of no deck should run more than three blank pips is dead and done. Yeah. Back when I started in the game <laughs> and back in Wave 1, people were like, when they built decks, their advice was you never want to include more than three zero-pip cards. Mm. I don't think that's relevant anymore. Yeah. Uh, I think. Um, but, spoiler alert, there's <laughs> a... a um, <laughs> deck that we have played some games with that yes. has been in tweaking for a while and it's horrible white black <laughs> white black white black. It, it does exist as a thing it's interesting um it still requires tweaking it does but it's super fun and it's super different so uh yeah lots of different cards too i know true look on the horizon for like this question it's a good one yeah i know good questions guys we're gonna keep coming back these are good questions okay so we're gonna finish with two questions one from ben cox and one from ben cote so uh ben cox your final question he says are you for or against alternative win cons in the TCG game? No, I am not for alternative <laughs> win conditions. <laughs> so what does that? What does he mean by that? No, I love how you just keep mic dropping this now, and I've got headphones on. It's like boom, <laughs> it's just done. Drop the bass. Was that that loud? No, it's not too loud. But right, when you've on, got these headphones. Oh, that was horrible. Sorry, sorry, listeners. <laughs> we'll keep that in for the editing. But no. Um. So when he seems alternative win cons, is that like? How if you win in a draw, is it how 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 much was it? Was it like orange pips or something? I can't remember exactly on the energy. Uh, flip and stuff for whites. Like flip for whites. Yeah. Okay. So it's uh, so my uh, I, I should actually go and read the rules because it's been a while since I've read them. <laughs> um, we should do that. We should both do. We that. We should both do that. Equally, you should learn how to read cards properly. Exactly. Anyway, that's true. we're off topic on question. <laughs> so um, the uh, back to the question at hand, which was it was basically Ben saying, uh, "Are you for or against uh, alternative I win cons for the game?" Not for alternative wins. I think we should incentivize attacking decks that bring the game to a close within a 50-minute format. Cool. I would have to agree with that. I'd rather have it go down fighting than just like, oh, um, we require how many cards you need to put in a deck because then if that's an actual win con, for example, well, let's just say um, more people will play certain cards uh, say game two and they know it might go to time for an alternative win con and they might just go well you know what I'm just going to put more whites in so uh, I can get the alternative win so it's quite negative yeah. say nothing say nothing enough said right thanks Ben uh, our final question comes from Ben Cote he says uh, does trying um, tie tying sets 
like uh, when we get wave six, earth rise uh, to the toy line, increase or decrease your excitement as we can more accurately guess which characters will appear. So obviously uh, with this wave, we had obviously with the toy line, let's count Omega it out. Supreme. Mega Supreme. Uh, I'm dating this. My good friend Dave, who uh, doesn't listen to this podcast but uh, collects the Transformers toys, is going to buy an Omega Supreme tomorrow. I know how big that thing is, and it's bloody massive. And also, we know we we had obviously the new Jetfire. We had Impactor. We had uh, a fair train. Yep, uh, Sergeant Sergeant Six Gun. So obviously, you know, if they're going to stick close to the toy line, a few of us might go like, "Oh, that's kind of sad," but at the same time. You know, they still catch us off guard with a lot of these things. Look at Wave 3. Who thought we would have fire cons? Off-road patrol. Fire cons. Off-road patrol. Sky patrol. Um, just, who would have seen that coming? Sure. So... <laughs> I, I don't think it I don't think it decreases my excitement. It just kind of gets me excited, ah, for example... I what I was going to say. So... Obviously, Astro Train got announced. I was been yeah. Well, I asked Drew Astro Train, and he says I can't comment. And then obviously, which is basically yes. Yes. So I feel really fun when I'm like being polite to Drew, but when he says he can't comment on things, I know it's coming. So don't give the game away. Sorry, but Drew is such a nice person. I know he listens to our podcasts anyway. Thank you, Drew. Okay. Um, but uh, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, go for it. I don't. I don't think it increases or decreases our excitement. I think what you've got to understand is that at the end of the day, it's it's a business. It needs to sell product to be able to release more product and keep the game alive. If something bombs and doesn't go well, then the game, the licenses will just get canned or redone. Um, so I think I'm not that bothered about it running parallel with the toy line. I think it makes sense because then you are likely to sell more product, both in the card game and in the toys. And it also means that they can have prizes that are linked to the set. Exactly. Um, it's a business. It's a sensible business model to have. It's fine. Yeah. I, I, I can understand the question where it might decrease you going like, oh, I want to know what's coming out, but I know what might be coming out. But then also, if, uh, for example, if they release a Galvatron toy, for example, we could all be like, oh my God. Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. All your taste buds get a bit tingling. Like, okay, Dan so what Arnold, toys are coming out? If you won out? this tournament and you've not made a Galvatron, well, actually, I don't know what you've made, but <laughs> I'm, I'm really keen to find out if it might even be a battle card. I've even said, uh, well, no, what, when did I, what did I say in the energy open? I was talking to a few guys. I said I would make, there'll be an, there'll I'd be make Retgar. I said I would say. make, I would make Retgar and basically just go make all the minions, make a, a crappy, crappy minion. Actually, yeah, it was Retgar, I said, or a better Blitzwing. That was my idea, <laughs> if okay. I ever won. Look at Disney's profit line. <laughs> look at the diversity <laughs> and look at the longevity of its products. Uh, while we all love and remember cartoons and movies, it, at the end of the day, is a very, very powerful business. And it also includes Marvel. Anyway, we're not true. talking about Disney. We're talking about Hasbro. Yeah, we are. Okay. So I'd, I'd like to throw in a question. Okay, throw in a question. So... We'll finish it off with this question. For, for, well, it's not even a question. It's a, okay. it's a, it's a quick discussion, which is... Okay. How do you feel about the disposition of SRTs in <laughs> the Wave 4 boxes? Now, let's go with, first of all, <laughs> the box topper that was Trypticon okay. was an amazing idea. So, as far as the advertisement goes, every box has an SRT because Trypticon is an SRT. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. when I see that there is a <laughs> box opened on camera where there are four SRTs <laughs> and then there are three boxes where there are none, mm-hmm. I would like to see them address 
those packing and distribution issues, so it was a bit more even. Okay, I completely agree. Um, How do you feel about this? I completely agree. Uh, I'll use a great example coming up in a second, uh, but I can say I've never had any problems with boxes because I seem to always seem to get SRTs, which is, I think it's the look of the draw, honestly. But um, let's go to another game just briefly, uh, which I think they addressed all these issues uh, when it comes to rares and specials and stuff like that. Dragon, there's a cool game out there called Dragon Ball, the card game, where basically you would have um, your special cards, which could be an STR or rare, etc., and leaders and all this other stuff. Uh, how Bandai addressed this situation was you are guaranteed to have eight of these cards in your, in your box. No matter how many boosters you have, you are guaranteed to have eight special cards in there. All the rest are other randoms, but you know at least in eight of those boosters you're going to get one special car, uh, card. Sorry. So if Transformers wanted to go that route, but obviously eight, that sounds stupid, but at least they could say in each box you get one STR, not obviously the whole thing you said. That's what it comes I would to. like, one, in a, one per box. One per box could be really interesting because then that makes not just sell more product, but the fact is like if I buy a box, I know for, uh, for a fact I might walk away with, let's just use uh, an example from the latest wave, I can walk away with a General Megs, I can walk away with an Octone, I can walk away with an Optimus Prime. Lord Megatron. Sorry, Lord Megatron, sorry. And I would have my guts for guys for not calling him that. But I think if you have that incentive, that would be really cool, especially for people who, who, are, who are now kind of getting into a game where they go like, oh, yeah, I don't need to buy single boosters. I can buy a box of these things. Because when we were kids, you never could have dreamed of uh, buying a box. But now yeah, your pocket money bought you a booster pack or, or, a, two. Yeah. or a packet of stickers or a packet yeah. of trading cards or a packet of pogs. Yeah. And then you traded in the playground. For yeah, them. there went, we go. Got, 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 mine, mine, yeah. <laughs> Need, got, need, got. <laughs> Not dating ourselves with Pogs, but Pogs was the best ever. But <laughs> yeah. no, I think I think having a special character in each box would be cool. I think that's... It's not a box topper. Yeah, and I think that would be... That would solve a lot of people's problems because obviously there's an X amount of rares and X amount of stuff, whatever. That's fine. I think it's just because we've seen the increase of how great STRs are, especially in this wave. Like other waves, they've been... One per two boxes. Yeah, or they've just the characters haven't been that great. There's probably been one out of the four or however many there have been where people have been like, okay, that's all right, but it's not brilliant. Like, if we can look at this wave, I think, let's look. Lord Meg's really good. Prime, Prime crazy really, really good. good. Octone, good. really, really good. Is Sound it? Blaster, good. Actually, actually is good. And then um, the other one... There isn't. It's just basically Triptychon. Um, yes, Triptychon is an STR. Triptychon STR. So that's the only the other five. Uh, but then, if you look at previous waves that haven't been that great, so let's look at this. I'm going to break it down. I'm not going to be too rude. Magnus, really good. Uh, Major Sockwave, good, good. Sergeant Cog, mm. Mm. no. <laughs> and then General Megs, not bad. Not not bad because not bad. of a deck yeah. pioneered by yeah, by Ben locally. Uh, and then, if we look at wave two, for example. This is the, the, the creme de la creme. Blitzwing, uh, Springer. Uh, 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 who else? Um, That's a Windblade. Windblade. Mm, doesn't see play, but you actually sees a lot more play now because of the whole ability of her jet. Mm -hmm. uh, she's going to come back quite And then soon. obviously you got Bumblebee and uh, Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis in the first one, and then obviously, yeah. And some other stuff. And Shrapnel and stuff like that. No, Shrapnel no, was a rare, rare, wasn't he? 
Yeah, so obviously we want something like that. That would be awesome, Wizards. I would just like a bit more consistency in the SRT distribution between boxes. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind. It's just a bit of feedback. Um, Four in a box, three in a box, two in a box is nuts when you pull three boxes and get none. Yeah, and that kind of pisses a lot of people off, which I can understand, you know. I d- just not I wouldn't say that, just disappointing. Okay. But could could room for improvement. Fe- room, room for it's improvement. Positive yeah. feedback delivered in a good way. Yeah. Um but let's close on a more positive note to say It's good. Are you loving Transformers the TCG <laughs> game? Is it amazing? Uh, yes, no. Uh yes. Um I have th- you got more than I'm going to fire like three questions at you really okay, quickly. Okay. Okay. Are you enjoying playing more than one deck? Yes. Are you playing cards from previous sets that you never thought would see play? A hundred percent, yes. Are you <laughs> Shall enjoying? Shall I name some? <laughs> are you enjoying the fact that uh, double pip cards are now costing star cost rather than being mental? Yes and no. I am kind of sad seeing the the end of. I'm going to be honest, uh, and it's going to be, be a bit personal to me, is uh, I see Metroplex really getting crippled in the next... If we get rid of Wave 1, um, Metroplex, I, I brutally think, is unplayable because you need dual pips, you need to have a good mix. But then there are other ways of building it, which, you know, fair point, you know, but those dual pips do help him a lot. But then you can do other things with him that I've experimented with, which is pretty freaking obvious because... It's quite a prevalent card right now, and it's got some bitching artwork on of the main man himself. Begins with O, ladies and gentlemen. And I think I think that's the the idea of the evolution of the game. You just have to evolve with the times and just rethink certain characters. Like we laughed when they said <laughs> blue bugs. How's that going to work? And then we looked at it, and then you kind of look at some of the cards, and you kind of like, yeah, that works really, really well. But then it's a kind of interesting because there is some cards there where you're just kind of like, they're probably going to reprint that in a different way, which look is at, quite interesting. Look at Springer. Yeah. Look at Springer. Hopefully, Maybe a bit too good. Maybe too good. Um, but then again, like, he's pretty freaking prevalent because he, he is a bit of a beast because he is a fan favourite. So um, I have no problem with that. He's like the OPBL. He's like Optimus Prime for this wave. Oh no, Ga- Opti- Pri- Prime. Prime did not make to need an appearance in this wave. Galaxy Prime could have waited a while. Okay, let's think. Anyway, we. I said we were going to be quick. I know, but okay, that's a question for another time. But I'll leave it to the question for the for the viewers. I'll put a vote up on the group: OPBL or the new Springer. Ooh, that's a very good pick. Um, <laughs> I also would like to say thank you very much for all of the people that spend the time coming to Boards and Swords in Derby, where our local playgroup is. Yes. The people that have submitted questions. Yes. The people that in our local playgroup that, that play. Hopefully yes. we'll get some of those people that we don't see very often back at some point soon as yes. well, because we want to grow the community in the Midlands. Thank you guys and spread the word. A hundred percent true. So yes, uh, thank you to boards and swords. We've got some tournaments lined up. Um, um, yeah. Lee coming. We'll put the dates in this video right now. <laughs> Most probably, but I can tell you, uh, uh other dates. I'm probably going to, I don't know. Uh, it seems a lot of work, but all I'm saying is just check boards and swords on their Facebook group for when we're doing stuff. Also, uh, when you're hearing this podcast, uh, uh, a week from, um, whenever this is released, uh, the next battle report that we're doing is coming out. Uh, I can give you a bit of a tease right now. It is major shockwave and some cool smaller guys versus the Dinobots. Uh, hopefully you guys would, uh, 
watch that video, give it a like and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, uh, most of all, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know we've rambled on a little bit at the end, but hey, more content is always good for this amazing, incredible game. So I just want to thank my good friend Mike for being a part of this episode. Thanks for, Thanks as for always, me. it's always good to talk in Transformers and nerding out with you. Guys, if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a like on it on the YouTube. It's much appreciated. If you've downloaded this, then that would be much appreciated. So this is where it gets quite interesting. So people have been trying to find the name of this podcast and they've been struggling to find it on iTunes. If you typed in Bleeped Up Productions, guys, if you type in Bleeped Up Productions on iTunes, you will find this podcast because it comes under the banner of my production company, which does multiple different podcasts, whether it be movie reviews and other stuff like that. Just type in Bleeped Up Productions. Uh, without further ado, guys, take care. Have a good end. That was another episode in the books for One Shall Stand, One Shall Fall, episode five. Good night. Good night. God bless. And here's a reminder to have fun. When your hobbies start not being fun, you are just completing a task. Remember, hobbies don't task. See you next time, guys.